Hello, and welcome back to the Sky U Podcast by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Hello, everybody. And Blake, Iowa Gopher. Peace and blessings. <laughs> That's a rather formal entrance to uh, to a pod there, there, Blake. Yeah, I'm in mourning. Uh, everyone knows how I feel about losing to Iowa, so it's just it's been a long couple of days, but we'll get through it. Let's let's be clear. It's not just Iowa's loss that has you in a funk. Yeah, I mean it's just not been a great sports week. You know, you just you, you a baseball team's made it to the postseason three times in a row and just can't close it out. Mm. It's just you know don't just the the moral of the story is don't root for sports teams. Really, that's 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 the takeaway. Here. Are you actively dodging admitting which team you're a fan of right now? You know, it's it's the Cleveland Indians. I'll, I'll own up to it. It's just, you know, I can I don't want to infuse too much sadness into the podcast because I know there's a sad time to be a Gopher fan, and I don't I know that we have hopefully a lot of empathetic fans out there that would probably take <laughs> take some pity, <laughs> take some pity on me, and you know, I don't want to sh- I don't want them to share my sadness. So I just want to keep the keep their Gopher level of sadness. I don't want to make it any worse. Yeah. So what I think of when I think of a Minnesota fan base after an Iowa loss <laughs> is empathetic fans. That's exactly <laughs> what comes to my mind. There's a lot of empathy out there. I just don't think you've seen it. You know, you just got to get out more. <laughs> okay. Stop. Stop living in my mom's basement from recording this podcast and, and go out and see the world. Right. There you go. All right. Uh, melancholy, and the infinite sadness uh, that is Gopher fandom. Uh, we have another edition of that coming our way. Um, Ohio State, let's face it, the Gophers are not beating Ohio State, I would say. I don't think that's like stating something crazy at all. Uh, in lieu of a traditional preview where we have to take Blake, who is unhappy about the Gopher loss to Iowa, and Blake, who's unhappy about the Cleveland Indians not doing well, uh, to have to actually preview an Ohio State team that you know is going to beat Minnesota, we're going to go with a little question and answer session. We're going to bring question time to the front of the pod. Uh, and I'm going to pose some questions to Blake and then to Andy. And, and we're going to go that back and forth format. Blake, is Ohio State significantly better than Minnesota? You know, it is It is super close. I could see how you could watch um, Ohio State and Minnesota and see it was like, well, the gap between these teams is just really close. Um, but the answer is, is yes, they are significantly better. I think. I mean, they're undefeated. They've beaten you know TCU and Penn State. I think both were come from behind victories. Um, they pretty much just answered every challenge that's come their way. Whereas the Gophers have answered a couple challenges and then just decided to lay down the middle of the road uh, against Maryland and Iowa. So yeah, I mean, I hate to you know this may come as a shock to a lot of people, but Ohio State is significantly better than Minnesota in pretty much every facet of the game. So, Are, are they significantly better in uh, putting a, a, a part of their offensive line on roller skates and killing their quarterback? You know, no. Actually, that's a, that's somewhere where Minnesota excels. Uh, so I guess they've got that going for them. You know, Nick Bose is on the game, so maybe it won't be quite as bad. They'll just have another five-star athlete uh, coming in there, but it uh, won't be Nick Bosa. All right. Uh, positive number one from the podcast, no Nick Bosa. Andy, uh, how much am I going to regret spending my time and money to go watch this game in person? Uh, you should consider that your $100 ticket that you paid is basically just a $100 cover charge uh, to the bar that you really like in Columbus that they're getting ready to tear down. 
That's true. I do get to see Mama Pasta, Mama's Pasta and Brew one more time before it goes away. Um, incidentally, uh, Mama's Pasta and Brew, great alley bar with uh, really, really low prices, uh, all things considered, on not the gourmet uh, food, but certainly delicious alley bar food. Uh, interesting note about their prices. Rather than print new menus when they raised their prices, they literally just printed little labels and stuck them on the front of the menu that said, add 50 cents to everything. Classy. So whatever whatever price you read, add 50 cents, and that's it, the actual cost. It's shocking that they're about to go out of business with that type of management. Hey, 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 don't you dare speak ill of Mama's Pasta and Brew, the, the institution I've only been in once that could be owned by very terrible people, for all I know, that I'm now defending on the internet publicly for reasons that have mostly to do with, hey, I like their dartboards and the beer was cheap. Well, the good thing is the rest of the season we can do this. We can, before every road game the rest of the way, we can do, let's uh, plug one bar that we may have been in once or twice that we have no idea who is running their uh, actual day-to-day management. But we can recommend in every single road game the rest of the way. Do we have one for Illinois? Well, I'm sure you've been somewhere in Champaign and Urbana. You could make something up. Uh, Jimmy John's, like that's my that was my dedicated Jimmy John's stop on the way between Madison and Cincinnati. <laughs> then we have one for Champaign and or Urbana. Sweet. <laughs> All right, uh, Blake. Um, uh, what was my question going to be? Oh, is Minnesota going to score a touchdown? You know, I think so. Um, if you against Iowa, if you take away. All the plays where they threw interceptions, or Zach had got sacked, or um, they just didn't do it what they're supposed to do, or they ran, ran the Seth Green package on the wrong side of the fifty. Um, they didn't look that bad. I mean, they put up thirty-one points on a pretty good defense, and Ohio State's the only teams that haven't scored against Ohio State um, really are, were Rutgers and Tulane. I like to think Minnesota's better than Rutgers and Tulane. Um, so I think they will score a touchdown, probably through the air, which is strange. So it feels like we're kind of living in a bizarre world where this season the Gophers can throw the ball but can't seem to run the ball. Um, so that's weird. But, yeah, I think they'll get a touchdown. Okay. Andy, I judge the success of a Gopher road trip when I'm in attendance by how many photos I can take with Goldie the Gopher. Uh, unfortunately, I'm in the upper deck visitors section this time. If I beg and plead – on Twitter hard enough, do you think Goldie will come visit me in the upper deck? No. Uh, longer answer, definitely not. Is there any way I can bribe or convince the people behind Goldie to come visit me in the upper deck? I would say the chances of that are fairly slim, but I suppose a little bit under the table money can't hurt. Um, it's not like, I mean, technically they're intercollegiate athletes, so I suppose you could get their eligibility revoked one way or the other, but... And I'm a booster. I could get us banned from competition. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is really going to be looking into the finances of the mascot, but, you know, maybe maybe we're just ahead of the times. Maybe maybe that's what Alabama's doing. They're funneling all their illicit cash through Big Al's hands, and uh, so maybe maybe we're just, you know, we're just too, too ahead of the curve. I am not going to risk the eligibility of a multi-year national champion mascot. So if you happen to be somebody who works uh, in the uh, Goldie side of the business at the University of Minnesota, uh, and you are a listener of this podcast, please know that I will be tall with Zubas and in the Upper Deck Visitor section and would not be opposed to Goldie the Gopher coming to visit me in person. 
All right, Blake, you mentioned Rutgers. Uh, is Ohio State going to score more points against Minnesota than they scored against Rutgers? You know, I, I really want to say no. Uh, for those who don't know, Ohio State scored 52 against Rutgers. Um, I really want to say no, but I keep remembering that Minnesota gave up 48 points to Iowa, who didn't score that much against an FCS team just like two or three weeks ago. Um, I just it to me it's going to come down to turnovers because I would say I don't think the Maryland Iowa games are nearly as bad if they don't stop throwing the ball to the other team. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to change against Ohio State. I do think that Ohio State scores more points than it did against Rutgers. I, I think that's going to happen. Sadly, I don't like you anymore, uh, Andy. How long do I have to stay to still be considered a good fan before I go back to Mama's Pasta and Brew because I want to play more darts? Let's see. Kickoff is 11 a.m. Central Time, so noon local time. Uh, 10.30 sounds about right. So I should stay in Mama's Pasta and Brew and watch the game on the single TV they have at the end of the bar? Well, you didn't say they only had a single TV. Uh, then, then, I, then I suppose you're probably required to at least show up for a quarter. Um, if Minnesota has somehow not down 21 points by the end of that quarter, you should probably stick around for the second. Uh, assuming Minnesota is down by at least 28 by halftime, which I would say is about a 75% likelihood, uh, I think you've done your diligence and you're, and you're safe to go. Um, you know, again... I probably would go in, say hi, watch the first touchdown drive, and then go back to drinking my sorrows and playing darts. But that's me. Okay. Uh, predictions. Blake, what's your prediction for the game? I'll say Ohio State 55, Minnesota 24, everyone else just sad. I am shocked you actually think we scored 24 points. Mostly garbage time. Oh, well, that's a, that's acceptable. Uh, Andy? Ohio State, 59. Minnesota, 13. And Dwayne Haskins does a good enough job that by the end of the game, all we can do when we hear his name is to say it sort of like uh, the Team America people do as they say Matt Damon. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Uh, okay, my prediction: uh, I will lose two thirds of the dark games I play at Mama's Pasta and Brew. Hey, hey that's not allowed. You, uh, you, you called out Street for that last week. You got to put at least two numbers together. They don't have to make sense, but you're required to list two numbers. I would point out that Street does not lead the podcast, and therefore the rules are different for me. Still going to make you throw numbers out there so we can ridicule you when you willfully are under. I hate you. Um, Okay. Well, Urban Meyer said that the Minnesota's defense was actually playing fantastic or some other nonsense that... Outstanding. He said it was outstanding. Do you see Flex response? Yes, Fleck was like, I don't think you can call a defense that's given up 90 points in the last two games outstanding. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen a coach be more more politely disdainful of another coach's coach speak, actually. Um, 
All right, so clearly Minnesota's defense is outstanding. So I'm going to say Urban Meyer uh, actually believes that and will only put up 49 points on the Gophers. Uh, and the Gophers will score, we're going to call it 14. Two touchdowns over the course of the game seems about right. They're going to, it'll be kind of like last year at Maryland, or sorry, Michigan, where they get one early just somehow. And by early, I mean anywhere in the first half. And then one late because, of course, they did. I actually don't remember if they scored in the first half against Michigan. I'm just, that's kind of what I'm assuming we did. I, I kind of stopped paying attention while at that game, too. Um, all right. I have, I could ask other questions related to how miserable we are about the Ohio State game because we're not going to win. But let's just give up on football. And let's talk about a sport where Minnesota is unquestionably better than Ohio State. Hockey. Uh, Andy? Tell us some, something about hockey. Yeah, about that. Um, I probably shouldn't mention the current number one college hockey ranked team in the country is <clears throat> Ohio State. It's Boston College, though, right? Uh, unfortunately, it's that red and white team. Uh, sorry, crimson and cream team that uh, plays in the 75% empty arena in Columbus, Ohio. So that's Indiana club hockey, right? Uh, no, pretty sure it's the Buckeyes, the team that actually made the Frozen Four last year for the first time in school history. Go away. Yeah, they haven't played a game yet this year, so we can you know sort of ignore them for a little bit. They're they're the only the number one team in the country currently because uh, we beat up on the number one team, previous number one team in the country last weekend. So there's your positive. Ah, that's a good transition. Andy, what was your favorite part of Minnesota's uh, three-point weekend against UMD? Uh, you know, I think my favorite part was uh, the 3 nothing lead the Gophers pulled ahead in the uh, first period on Sunday's home opener, uh, Bob Moscow's first home game as head coach of the Gophers. And uh, the Gophers really uh, took it right to a UMD team that they played really tight the night before, uh, 1-1 overtime tie up in Duluth on Saturday to start the season. Um but yeah, the Gophers looked much much more dominant on offense on uh, on Sunday, and uh, they really took it to a to a bulldog team that uh, looked a little bit overmatched, which is uh, kind of hard to believe, uh, considering the Gophers that was their first win over UMD in almost four years to the day. Uh, October tenth, two thousand fourteen, was the previous last win the Gophers had, had over the Bulldogs. So um, yeah, it was nice to stick it to them. Uh, take if you were counting you know points but we're not you know three points from the from the number one team in the country and uh the polls sort of rewarded minnesota you know it's early season polls take it with a grain of salt you do that in every sport but the gophers moved from 13th up to sixth uh in this week's poll and uh got three first place votes after that um we won't mention that somehow umd who was the previous number one still got eight first place votes after getting their clocks cleaned by the gophers but you know uh College hockey voters are going to do what they're going to do. Can Minnesota keep their current blistering pace of sweeping the Big Ten three stars every week going the rest of the season? You know, it would be really, really nice. But, uh, yeah, Minnesota, granted, half the Big Ten teams, like the aforementioned Ohio State, didn't play this week. But, yes, uh, Gophers took all three Big Ten stars of the week. Uh, Clayton Phillips, sophomore defenseman from Edina. Uh, his first four career points, four assists. And is currently tied for the nation in scoring lead. Uh, Brandon McManus, sophomore from uh, California, played at Shattuck. Um, he picked up two goals, the first two goals Sunday night, uh, and added an assist as well. And then the third star was uh, freshman Sampo Ranta, 
the kid who uh, basically was set to go to Wisconsin until somehow Wisconsin didn't like how he was doing on his English as a foreign language test and basically said, uh, sorry, you can't come here. <laughs> so the Gophers got him as a late August recruit instead. He scores a goal each in his first two collegiate games. Um, yeah, I think that's going to work out well for Minnesota, but uh, that's not even giving any credit to Matt Robson, who picked up uh, the win in the tie in both games and stopped uh, 73 of 78 UMD shots. UMD put 40-some shots on him Sunday, uh, but Robson was up to the task. He looked good, and I think he pretty much has solidified he's going to be the number one goalie for the Gophers down the stretch. Uh, Eric Shehorn, the senior who played a little bit last year uh, before Robson became eligible and sort of lost the number one job to Robson down the stretch, uh, will be the backup. I'm sure he'll get a game here or there, um, but... It sure looks like Robson's got a pretty much uh, stronghold on the number one goalie job here going forward. The women were also uh, in action against Duluth this past weekend. Uh, they also, if their points were to be taken, would have had a three-point weekend with a win and a tie. How did you feel that they played overall? Uh, they played pretty well, and actually the points were taken because they are in the right conference. So, <laughs> You know, I am absolutely having a terrible, terrible <laughs> night with this points thing. That was a real polite polite correction you gave me earlier and then i took the polite correction and you know okay i'm an idiot everyone i actually do know a little bit about hockey more than i'm currently letting on anyway andy tell us about the gopher women and how they played yeah the gopher women did earn uh and and i won't fault you for this but it's four points on the weekend because in the uh, women's wcha you get three for a win and then they got one for a tie in the second game. Uh, UMD picked up two points because they won the shootout in the second game. Uh, but yeah, no, the Gophers looked really good on, on Friday night uh, up in Duluth, their first WCHA. Gophers came in number three in the country, UMD number four. Um, and the Gophers took it to Maddie Rooney, the uh, U.S. Olympic goalie who uh, won the gold medal for, for the uh, Americans. Um, got a couple of good goals right in front. Actually, getting a lot of goals from their their second, third, and fourth lines, showing how much depth they have. Because um, UMD did a really good job of shutting down the top line of uh, Kelly Panic and the Potomac sisters. Uh, but the Gophers used their depth, got a bunch of goals, and uh, won five to two on Friday. And the teams had a uh, I'm gonna forget. I think it was a one one. Might have been a two two tie on Saturday. Two, it's a two two tie. Two two tie. Um, and then Rooney, as she's proven, is is shootout uh, shootout tested. Um, in case you remember the Olympics, and she shut down the Gophers in the shootout to let UMD win the shootout easily. So, um, you know, Gophers are in first place in the WCHA after one weekend of play. Again, I think Minnesota and UMD were the only two conference teams to play last week, so it really doesn't mean that much. But uh, getting getting you know a majority for the six possible points on the road against arguably what looks to be one of the top three teams in the conference uh, this season is off to a, a big start. Um, and, and you know, we say just like the Big Ten and men are, are, are stocked this year in the rankings, uh, the WCHA women currently have number two, Wisconsin, number three, Minnesota, number four, UMD, number five, Ohio State, um, all in the country. So uh, the WCHA is, is obviously the best conference in the country again, and uh, it's going to be a dogfight between Minnesota, UMD, and Wisconsin to see who in the end will uh, pull out the title, I think. I may never feel more shame than today, the day that I completely forgot how points work in college hockey. If you see, if anyone sees me at the game on Saturday, uh, you should feel free to boo me into my face in person. 
I, 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 I deserve it. So what you're saying is I shouldn't quiz you on the various conference overtime rules? No, that I have down finally. Do you? Um, I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't. Every conference or how our conferences? Well, the main two that Minnesota play in. Uh, well, the Big Ten, it's uh, if you go tied after regulation, it goes a five-minute, five-on-five uh, sudden death. If there's no winner after that, or not sudden death, a full five-minute, uh, then it's a sudden death three-on-three. Three. And if there's nothing after that, then it goes to a shootout. Okay. And for the women, it's just a five-minute period followed by a shootout. You, you proved me wrong. I, you are on top of that. There you go. Additionally, in the non-conference under NCAA rules for the men, uh, you follow just a traditional five-on-five, five-minute period with a tie. Look at the big brain on Chris. Every once in a while, I redeem myself. Uh, Please tell me there's some good hockey stuff this weekend so we can distract ourselves from uh, the thing in the shoe. Uh, I got some okay news and some bad news for you. Um, the women, the women do play. The women will be back at Ritter to take on St. Cloud State in another WCHA series. It, in theory, should be a laugher. The Gophers are many, many, many times better than the Huskies, so it should be two easy wins for Minnesota there. Uh, the men, on the other hand, are having a rather weird October schedule. Um, the first official game that day that college hockey games could be played was last Saturday. So Minnesota played home and home against Duluth. Uh, they only play one more official game the rest of the entire month of October, and that's two weeks from this Saturday, uh, which will be the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game against North Dakota. So you'd think that's at Mariucci or up at the Ralph in Grand Forks. Uh, no, they're going to play that game in Las Vegas, Nevada. North Dakota has this new thing where they like to play one destination game every couple of years. They played uh, in St. Louis, and they played in... Sounds like they're playing in Nashville in 2020 Wait, or whatever, but... Hold on. How is St. Louis a destination? It's got an NHL rink, and people from Grand Forks will travel to St. Louis because it's not Grand Forks. Don't forget about the Arch. I No. So, yeah, they played a game in St. Louis. They're playing in Nashville in 2020. Now I saw earlier today they're looking at maybe playing Colorado College in the new arena if Seattle does, in fact, get another NHL team here in a year or two in, in a couple years after that. So Okay, that would be uh, tight. Ba- basically, they're giving an opportunity for North Dakota fans to travel uh, because North Dakota fans will travel anywhere to get the hell out of Grand Forks. Um that's what's another weird thing about this game is this is 100% North Dakota controlled game. So they they sold the tickets. Uh, Minnesota didn't have any tickets. If you were a Gopher fan, you had to basically try and buy them through North Dakota. Um, so it's going to be played in a 7,000 seat arena in Las Vegas, and about 6,800 of them are going to be North Dakota fans with a few Minnesota fans thrown in. Um, it, it's going to be a really weird sort of thing to see two upper midwest hockey rivals going at it in las vegas but uh but yeah but minnesota doesn't even have a really another official game until that point um in fact they they play two exhibition games one each of the next two weekends and this weekend they're playing actually at the u.s under 18 team in plymouth michigan which you hardly ever see um most always that's an exhibition it's a home game but apparently uh, if you read the fine print in their in their contracts, if you are willing to play one road game at their place in Michigan, they'll give you three home games in return. So look, in the, for the next few years, the Gophers will probably have a home exhibition game against the U18 team. 
Um, and then the week after that, they have their annual Canadian school exhibition game. This time it's against some school named Trinity Western, whoever the hell they may be. Um, it's the game that season ticket holders have to pay full freight to, but about 2,500 people will be in the stands because literally nobody cares. <laughs> You're selling that one, Andy. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. I won't be going anyways because I'll be in Lincoln for football but even if i was even if i was in town i think there's probably only about a 50 50 shot i'd actually show up even though i have my ticket already in hand and paid for so that tells you how much i'm looking forward to that game all right so not a ton of hockey to take our mind off that's a thing okay well i guess what are you guys going to do uh to cleanse your palate to ignore the game entirely like what are you going to do with your weekend to make sure that the impending loss to Ohio State doesn't dampen your enjoyment of two days off from work? Um, well, we'll see. Uh, might do something with the family. I get to go get my car's oil changed, so, you know, that's always exciting. And I probably have to go buy new shoes for my toddlers. So, you know, I'm, I'm just looking to have a really big weekend laid out after not paying attention to what will be a most likely... Horrific blowout. Got a big Saturday planned. I like it. Blake, what are you going to do? Um, you know, I'll probably watch the whole game just because I'm sick like that. Uh, it'll be miserable. And then I'll probably watch um, the, the, the Haunting of Hill House. It's a new limited series coming to Netflix on Friday. Pretty excited for it. That's probably what I'll be doing. So you're not going to watch any Major League Baseball? You had you had to bring that up, you know. I hope to, honestly, I don't care. Honestly, if I had to root for a team, I'd probably go Brewers. I know, I know, I know, Wisconsin, but I'd go Brewers. I'm Why sorry. are you on this podcast? I don't associate them with the Badgers. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't actually either. But it just it didn't. It wasn't the team I expected. I do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to root for the Red Sox. They just won like in 2013. I'm definitely not going to root for uh, the Astros. They just won last year, and I'm not particularly. Big fan of their players, and then the, I mean the Dodgers. Uh, I think it'd just be cool as the Brewers. Out of the, out of those four, I mean, to me the Brewers are the obvious pick. Yeah, you obviously have not spent enough time in the state of Wisconsin. I try not to. I try, I make an intentional effort not to. It'd be one thing if it was a different fan base, but the same people that root for the Brewers are the same people that root for the Packers are the same people that root for the Badgers, and they're all evil deep down in their hearts. So, frankly, the most pain we can cause them, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. So, uh, let's go Dodgers. Okay, I respect that. Well, one last thing you can all look forward to that is not Ohio State football related. Uh, I, I sat down and did an interview with Joe Bernard, one of the folks behind the new Broken Chair Trophy, the Broken Charity fundraiser uh, effort uh, to benefit Team Jack on the Nebraska side and the Masonic Children's Hospital on the Minnesota side. We're going to have some posts coming up on the blog, and you can look for a special edition of the podcast uh, to drop uh, later this week. Look forward to that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Go Gophers. Sky Yuma. Row the boat.